Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Nisa Today FC podcast. I'm Josh Taylor, and for today's episode, we are going to catch you up on all the action that happened in week four in the Nisa League. We'll also catch up all the latest news around the league and on what's going on in the Nisa Nation. And for my final thoughts, I will preview the round three U.S. Open Cup matchups involving Nisa clubs. We have three teams left, and they'll be in action later this week as we have the Pittsburgh Riverhounds taking on the Maryland Bobcats, Loudoun United FC taking on City Union, Birmingham Legion FC taking on Chattanooga FC. So I have all that and more coming right up next on the Nisa Today FC podcast. Welcome back to the show, guys. And I know our last episode, I was in Michigan doing my match report for the Battle of Michigan between the Michigan Stars FC and Gold Star FC Detroit covering the Metro Detroit Derby. So I hope you guys enjoyed my match report and wanted to just thank Shanur Shapiro at Shanur Shapiro uh, for the comments he Left me on my YouTube page and on social media. Appreciate the kind words. And I will do my best to get some more content like that. It's just working with the Nisa clubs and, you know, seeing I can get out there and work on my other jobs, you know, keep me busy to see if I can get the time off to make it happen. So trust me, the the, the Michigan Stars, that was just uh, the first one, but it definitely will not be the last, I do hope. That I get to do some more of those. I'm still working on the site to sound video for that game as well. I hope to have that for you guys later this week. This is my worst because it's a little light, so I have some time to catch up. So that's why I've been a bit behind the content with the podcast. Didn't get a chance to post it last week, so that's why I'm posting it today on a Monday to quickly recap all the action that happened this past weekend, and then I'll have another one later this week to recap the Open Cup matches that are going to happen tomorrow and Wednesday. And speaking of the Open Cup, I will be at SeatGeek Stadium on Wednesday night to watch Chicago House take on the Chicago Fire in the Chicago Derby. So I'll be there checking out that match with some of my former co-workers from the house. So looking forward to that as well. And preview all the matchups in NISA for Week five. All right, let's get on to recapping all the action happened in week four in Nisa this past weekend. Let's start at the Maryland Soccerplex, where the Maryland Bobcats FC crushed Club de Leon FC five to one. Wow, what a performance from the Bobcats! How about them Bobcats, Old Bay Brigade? Did you like that? I'm sure you guys did, and. Wow, the, the Bobcats dominated this match as it cruised to a 5-1 win over expansion side Club Leon FC. Uh, the Bobcats were all over them. Darwin Espinal, he, he scored two goals in the first half to get the Bobcats ahead. And then Yuki Shibata, he, he got one early in the second half to kind of pull Club Leon back into this match. But... It seemed to wake up the Maryland Bobcats because Malik Thumb 
Iker Bustamante and a King Balohan, a King Koi, each scored a goal in the second half to put this match away for the Maryland Bobcats. I did see on social media that Karthi Krishnayer, uh, he covers beyond the 90 uh, in Florida and covers some of the Florida clubs there, including uh, Club Leon FC. And I saw that he mentioned on there that he noticed that uh, the team, Club Leon, had some fitness issues. They just look tired out there. And, you know, Club Leon, you know, they've it's been kind of a welcome to the league moment for them. They they had to go to LA Force for their first game and, you know, gave LA Force everything they can handle, but lost that game. You know, played San Antonio FC, the Academy kids out there in Edgetown, the Open Cup match and lose that game. And then last week, before this game, they had Savannah Clovers. They they were leading that game at home. And then Savannah gets two goals late to pull away and win. So for Club Leon FC, it's been very frustrating. You know, three games, no wins. But they they've been right there. Especially except this game. This was the only game they were not completely in it. But it's gonna take time, I think, for Club Leon to get things going for that club. They seem to have the roster set and you know they have a lot of players to choose from. They just gotta keep fighting hard and, and push to get the, that win. But you know, when you're going against the Maryland Bobcats FC, a very experienced side, the team that's been in Nisa for a while now. And the Bobcats are a very physical team, and offensively, when they can score goals, they will put the ball in the back of the net. So it was a very impressive performance for the Maryland Bobcats FC. And with that big win, they now move up to second place in the table, while Club Leon FC, they move to the bottom of the table. The Bobcats will play at City Union. That is their next matchup. They will be in Rochester, New York, taking on City Union in their home opener on May 13th, while Club de Leon FC will host the LA Force on April 29th at Daytona Stadium. Next matchup we had from the weekend, Chattanooga FC holding on to a one Zero win against City Union. Chattanooga FC gets another win. This time they get a one nothing shutout against City Union. And for Chattanooga FC, this team's been on fire right now. That's their fourth straight win. Chattanooga FC, they, they've been on fire. They've scored nine goals now. Nine goals in three matches so far and they have not they have not given up a goal they have not given up a goal no one has been able to score on them but of course we have a really good defense you got G Antoine back in the in the net it's it's going to make it tough for opponents to, to break the boys in blue down and that's going to be the question who's going to score the goal against Chattanooga FC and they edged out City Union, which I felt 
gave a valiant effort in this game and had the battle in front of 3,000, over 3,000 fans in that match at Fort Finley. Richard Dixon, of course, scores the penalty kick in the 70th minute to win the match for CFC. And CFC, remember the week before, they crushed Albion. 5 nothing on the road last week. And the boys in blue, they haven't missed a beat, man. They, they, we talked about it early in the season. Uh, this team's out of revenge. You know, they missed the opportunity to get to the final and win a championship. And with the moves they made in the offseason, they're going for it now. And I said in the last episode, when CFC was going to go to Albion in San Diego, I was like, man, they're going to crash. Albion's opener, and they sure did. And in this game against City Union, okay, they won the match one nothing. It wasn't a blowout like the previous game. But, hey, a win's a win, and the boys in blue will take that. And for City Union, you know, tough way to lose one nothing. But from what I've seen, I said in the, after the first game that they played this season, losing one nothing to the Maryland Bobcats early on in their opener, I felt, look, from what I've seen from Jordan Sullivan's squad, I know it's only two matches. They haven't got a goal. I know Alouane Diacate did not play in this match. I don't know why. I would guess that they're probably keeping him for the Open Cup match later this week against Loudoun United because City Union, they want to advance past the third round. That's the far as they got last year. They want to make a deep run. And I, that's the only thing I can think of why they probably wanted to rest him for that matchup. But what, from what I've seen from Jordan Sullivan's squad so far, hey, that team is improving. I feel, despite the two losses, and I feel that that team is is just going to get better. Just got just to give him time. But City Union is going to get there. I have no doubt about that. They will get there for sure. As for CFC, they're made at the top of the table. And... They have proven so far this season that they are the team to beat this season. And that's the question. Who is going to be the first team to beat Chattanooga FC? That's the real question. But the next team that will have that chance will be the defending champs, the Michigan Stars FC. I, of course, covered their last match up. And you saw my interviews on my YouTube page. I interviewed Anthony Bowie and the head coach, Stuart Flaherty, to get their thoughts on that next matchup. And since I covered their game against Gold Star back on April 14th. So it'll be interesting to see how the Stars get ready and fired up in front of their fans there for that match because they're only going to play CFC twice this year, which is sad because they had some great games last year, played four or five times against each other last year. And remember, the Michigan Stars, they're the last team to beat Chattanooga FC. They were the last team to beat them. And ending their run in the playoffs in the semifinals. So we will see that that team has gone through a lot of changes as well, just like Chattanooga FC has. And it will be interesting to see how those two match up this upcoming week on April 29th at Barnabo Field at Romeo Stadium as they take on the Michigan Stars in their next matchup. As I mentioned for City Union, their next match will be their home opener on May 13th 
against the Maryland Bobcats. Now, the NISA commissioner, John Pruch, was in Chattanooga as he presented the 2022 League Awards, the Golden Ball and the Golden Boot winner. Of course, as you know, went to Marcus Nagelstad. The Golden Glove went to Jean Antoine. Of course, Jean Antoine last year was the goalkeeper for Calgary Strikers FC. And of course, Coach Rod Underwood, he was named the Coach of the Year for the 2022 league season. So congrats to those guys. Now let's talk about the final matchup that just wrapped up as we recording this podcast. The LA Force taking on Albion San Diego, the SoCal Derby. And that match ended in a 1-1 draw. Uh, no goals in the first half. All the drama happened in the second half. In the 47th minute, Shinya Kadono, former Cal United player, now playing for Albion San Diego, gets the goal in the second half early on. And, you know, Kadono, a former Cal United player, played in that same stadium, Championship Stadium. And he gets the first goal of this 2023 season for Albion San Diego. And you're thinking, man, Albion, they got the lead. They're going to hang on. But the LA Force, they had other ideas. And who would have thought? Go to stoppage time. And in stoppage time, Yvonne Hernandez gets the equalizer for the Force to tie the match one-to-one. And that's how the match would end with Hernandez getting that equalizing goal. And both teams get the point in the first round of the SoCal Derby. We will see these two sides go at it once again later on in the season. So the next time these two sides will battle again in the SoCal Derby will be on July 8th in San Diego. Now, the LA Force, they will be going on a five-game road trip. They will start that this weekend as they will travel to Florida to take on Club Leon FC this weekend at Daytona Stadium. And Albion San Diego, their next match will be at home on May 7th against Gold Star FC. And Dennis Pope, I saw he... Uh, after the match, he was doing some interviews, and I noticed he was wearing a, a Nisa Nation jacket. That jacket looks pretty good. I'll, <laughs> I might have to reach out to him and be like, hey, where can I get one of those? That looks pretty cool. So that was all the matchups that happened in Nisa this past weekend. Now let's catch you up on the latest news. <laughs> All right, everyone, let's catch you up on all the latest news from around the league. Not much happening between now and our last episode, but we do have some major news that I'll get to in a minute. But let's talk about Flower City and their women's team. Flower City, 1872. Uh, they announced that they have named Adam Schwartz as their head coach for the inaugural season in the United Women's Soccer First division. So Adam Schwartz will be the head coach for Flower City 1872. 
We did get some major news this past week on the NISA Independent Cup. So the NISA Independent Cup, there will be 12 regions, 48 clubs featuring some new regions, and we will have international clubs as well, which those clubs will be from Mexico. So the tournament will start in June and end towards the end of July. Um, nine regions will feature at least the, the one of the NISA professional clubs. And this year, NISA will welcome three clubs from Mexico's professional league, Liga Profesional de Fútbol Mexicano. And that is pretty exciting. So those Mexico-based clubs will be Miguel Auza FC of Zacatecas, Orazeba FC of Veracruz, and Soli FC of Malamuros. So those are going to be the Mexican clubs participating in the tournament this summer. I do find it interesting that it's kind of three new, or not new, but different clubs than the ones that are currently participating in the Southwest Division in Nisa Nation, which is Pauk Tijuana FC, Real Encinita FC. Those are the two clubs from Mexico that are playing in that league right now. But hey, it doesn't hurt to see anybody new. And let's see what these clubs got. That'll be pretty interesting. So looking forward to that. Uh, let me read you a quote here from the Nisa Independent Cup Tournament Director, Matt Morse. Quote, we are thrilled with the expansion of club participation to bring the largest field to date. This tournament continues to be an outstanding opportunity for Nisa Nation, Nisa affiliated clubs, and the independent amateur clubs to test their medal against professional clubs. Leveraging Nisa's affiliate relationship with LPF MX also is a game changer. So that is what we got from Matt Morse. So, as in 2022, the tournament is formatted as a round-robin tournament between the three amateur clubs in each region using a 10-point system. And the winner will play the pro Nisa side in the regional championship. So, just like last year. So, group stage week one will be from June 17th and the 18th. Week two will be for the group stage June 24th and the 25th. Week three for the group stage will be on July 1st and July 2nd. Week four for the group stage will be on July 8th and the 9th. And any group stage makeup or alternate dates will be on July 15th and 16th. And the regional finals will be on July 22nd and the 23rd. And any makeup or alternate dates will be on July 24th. And of course, you guys can watch every tournament match on 11 Sports. And the league will announce the full list of clubs that will participate, the regional assignments for each club, and the match dates at a later date. That is the latest news we got on the NISA Independent Cup as we'll return for our fourth edition this summer. The Savannah Clovers FC announced that it will play an exhibition game against the Liga de Savannah All-Stars on May 19th at Memorial Stadium. And we also did have a couple signings from this past week since our last episode. City Union has signed forward Aiden Miller to a contract for the 2023 season. 
And the Maryland Bobcats FC, they have signed defender Muhammad Shaku Kante for the 2023 season. That is the latest news around the league. Now let's catch you up on what's going on in East Nation. All right, let's get on to Nisa Nation and catch you up on what happened in the Southwest Division this weekend as they kicked off Week 5. Capo FC defeated SU Maricopa 4-1. Olympiaco CA, they finally get their first win in the Southwest Division, beating Pauk Tijuana FC 3-2. Semecula FC, a.k.a. The Qualls, Remain undefeated as they defeat Toros Neza USA four to nothing, and then FC Golden State D shut out Lobos FC two to nothing. And as recording on this podcast on late Sunday night here, I still did not have a score update on the match that happened today between Real Ensenada FC and AS Los Angeles. No score there, but as soon as I get it, which will probably be tomorrow or maybe Tuesday, I'll post you know my usual recap and let you guys know. All right, as we look at the table in the Southwest Division, FC Golden State remains at the top with 12 points, followed by Temecula FC in second with 12 points. SU Maricopa is in third with nine points. And then in fourth place, you have AS Los Angeles. With three points, Capo FC in fifth with three points, Lobos FC in sixth with three points, Olympiaco CA in seventh with three points, Pauk Tijuana FC is in eighth with no points, Real and Taneda FC is in ninth with no points. At the bottom of the table is Toros Neza USA with no points. Now, with some news in Nisa Nation. Windmill City FC's Grant Lafleur is the Nisa Nation Player of the Week for the week of April 10th to the 16th. So congrats to him. He got a goal and assist in their recent match in their opener in the Pacific Division as they defeated Modesto City FC 7-0 in that match last week. And as of course as I alluded to earlier, Capo FC, they have officially rejoined Nisa Nation for the 2023 season. That's the latest on Nisa Nation. Now let's get on to my final thoughts. All right, well, before I get my final thoughts, I just want to congratulate Joel Bunting of Savannah Clovers FC and Taylor Gray for Chattanooga FC on being chosen by the fans as Anissa Today FC Player of the Week after our Week 3 matchups. So congrats to those guys. Now, for the final thoughts, we're going to preview the three U.S. Open Cup matches involving Nisa teams. On Tuesday, we have Pittsburgh Riverhounds taking on the Maryland Bobcats FC. Wednesday, we have Louding United FC taking on City Union. And then we also have Birmingham Legion FC hosting the Boys in Blue Chattanooga 
see. Now, Maryland Bobcats, they'll be playing the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. And these two sides, of course, met in the Open Cup last year. And the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, you know, they're a really good team, guys. Uh, currently in fifth place in the Eastern Conference in USL Championship. They are going to this game off a loss. They did loss in their recent matchup against El Paso Locomotive. So that will be very interesting to see how they bounce back from that. They lost them on the road 2 to nothing. While the Maryland Bobcats, they're flying right now on a high after that 5-1 win against City Union this past weekend. So the Bobcats have a lot of momentum. Pittsburgh Riverhounds going to be a tough, tough game. I know they beat them last year, but I think, I think this time around it's going to be different. I think that the Maryland Bobcats have what it takes to get it done. So I think the Bobcats are going to cup set Pittsburgh Riverhounds and move on to the next round. Next, we have Loudoun United taking on Flower City Union. Now, Loudoun United, this team is under new ownership, so D.C. United's not the primary owner of this club anymore, so that's why they're allowed to participate in the tournament this year. And Loudoun United, that team's been on good form lately. They've won three straight games, beating the Oakland Roots. Today, they beat them today, so they will play City Union on Wednesday, so in a couple days. And Loudoun United, they did not have to travel, unlike Pittsburgh had to travel. Well, Loudoun United did not travel. They were at home for these past, what, four games? I think they've been at home now. So City Union, it's going to be interesting. Uh, but you know, City Union wasn't that far. They were just in Maryland, so it, it's not like they had to go. They have to go too far from Maryland to Virginia to play the Loudoun United. So it'll be interesting to see what strategy Jordan Sullivan comes up with to try to beat Loudoun United. It's going to be a really good team, and you know they're going to have players that they got to keep an eye on for Loudoun United. I think their top player is Panagiotis. Arminakis, I, I hope I pronounced that right. He's Australian, but he's been doing very well for his team lately. He did score a goal in their last matchup for Loudy United. So definitely somebody that City Union will have to keep an eye on for sure. And I think it's going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be tough. It, it could go either way, but I think, I think Loudy United – I mean, this, this team is on fire right now. I mean, we'll see. Maybe City Union might surprise me, but I'm going to go with a 2-1 Loud United win on this one. But, Jordan, prove me wrong, buddy. Prove me wrong. Throw mm -hmm. surprise out there. But it's kind of tough when City Union, they've only had two matches and both of them are losses, but narrow defeats. So we'll see. Maybe if they get a win against Loud United, that, that could be the spark. Turn around their 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 season and, and get things going. And you know, Alain Diacate, he he's probably gonna play in this game. So we'll see if he can finally get his first goal for City Union. Now, the final matchup 
that involves Nisa Club. Chattanooga FC taking on Birmingham Legion FC. Chattanooga FC, like I said, they, they've been on fire. They're leading Nisa right now. And I saw Birmingham Legion look like they posted some bulletin board material. I don't know. I saw on Twitter they were talking about we we're going to take on the Wolf Pups, but it's actually a fox on the I don't know what's going on there with that. It sounds like they're trying to fire up the boys in blue, if you ask me. But not that they need any extra motivation, but there you go. And I think the boys in blue, look, I know Birmingham Legion, they're, they beat Orange County SC. But before that, they had lost two straight matches. And Birmingham Legion right now, yes, they're in second place in the Eastern Conference in USL Championship, but I'm not going to bet against the boys in blue. Chattanooga FC has been really good. They crushed Des Moines Menace, and I think they will get past Birmingham Legion. I'm going to go with a 3-1 win on that game, and Chattanooga FC will move on to the next round. We don't know who they're going to play, even though most likely they will end up playing an MLS team. It could be Atlanta United again. Who knows? And I don't think I picked a score for the Maryland game. So I'm going to go with a 1-0 win for the Bobcats over the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. So that is my final thoughts for this episode. Let's close out the show. All right, everyone. That will conclude today's episode of the Nisa Today FC podcast. If you guys enjoyed the show, have any comments, feedback, or suggestions, you can follow me on my social media page on Twitter. It's at JT underscore Taylor 88. And if you like the show and want to keep up with all the latest updates, you can follow us on our social media handles. We're on Facebook at Nisa Today FC. We're also on Instagram at Nisa underscore Today FC. And we're also on Twitter at Nisa underscore Today FC. You guys enjoy the Open Cup matches this week on Tuesday and Wednesday. I'll see you guys again later this week for another episode. Until then, bye for now.